presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavalan. It's Monday, and if you didn't want to hear the word inflation today, now's your chance to leave. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The Biden White House has become much more attuned to the political damage that the highest inflation rate since 1992 is inflicting. On Tuesday, the president will make remarks about lowering prices. It's an issue that now claims the kind of attention that was previously reserved for fighting the pandemic and promoting his infrastructure and reconciliation bills. Our latest Politico Morning Console poll offers fresh data about why that is. While the fiercest inflation hawks, like Larry Summers, don't see much of an inflationary impact since it's loaded with long-term spending, it's a concern with the general public. 43% of voters think the climate and social spending package will make inflation worse. 26% of voters think it'll make inflation better. 15% of voters think it will have no impact on inflation. It's worth keeping things in perspective, though. 49% of voters support the reconciliation bill, and 38% oppose it. 13% of voters don't know or have no opinion. They clearly don't subscribe to Playbook. But some good inflation news for Biden. The Wall Street Journal has a story out today with the headline, Supply Chain Problems Show Signs of Easing. You can check that story out in today's Playbook. Jonathan Chait's latest column, Joe Biden versus the Democrats, poses this question on the cover of New York Magazine. Why is a once popular president with an even more popular agenda in so much trouble? There's very little blame laid at the feet of Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris or anyone in the White House. Instead, Chait sees Biden's collapse as collateral damage in the war between the two most vocal and least popular Democratic factions. Quote, a well-funded left wing that has poisoned the party's image with many of its former supporters, and centrists unable to conceive of their job in any terms, save as valets for the business elite. Shade argues that these two sides have crippled Biden's image as a centrist. The left, which Biden successfully tamed and defeated in the 2020 primaries, has reemerged to saddle Biden with unpopular cultural baggage on issues like crime, immigration, and race, pushing away working-class voters, mostly white ones, but increasingly non-white as well. On the other side, the plutocrats in Congress have defined centrism as opposition to major pieces of Biden's reconciliation bill, no matter the details. We here at Playbook expect only rational, nuanced takes on Twitter over this one. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10 a.m. Eastern, the president and vice president will receive the president's daily brief. At 4 p.m., the Bidens will leave the White House for Fort Bragg, North Carolina, arriving at 525. There, they'll have a Friendsgiving with service members and military families as part of the Joining Forces initiative. And at 7.40, the Bidens will depart Fort Bragg, arriving back at the White House at 9 p.m. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. The vice president will deliver remarks about equity and the healthcare workforce at an event at 3.30. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy and Louis Padilla will also be there. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Fort Bragg. The Senate and the House are out today. One last thing to put on your calendars. Condoleezza Rice will be on Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli Manning for tonight's game between the New York Giants and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can catch it on ESPN2 and ESPN+. That's fun. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. 
That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.